Hey guys, welcome back to episode 11, season 2 of the Sticks and Bones Rowing Podcast. I'm Joel Solomon, joined with my co-host, uh, Isaac, got a bit of Rona up ya, in uh, Victoria. Yes, and Mac is isolating himself over on Chris, uh, where where you live, Mac? Yeah, I live in Perth. Oh, yeah. to say Christmas Island. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Christmas Island. What? Uh, <laughs> That's it. Jeez. Yeah, my yeah, brother's got up. COVID. Yeah. Poor David, the man of the gritty on the plane. Right, everyone's oh, going to know about the podcast because yeah. everyone's going to know about David McLinden and then now Will's going to be known as David's brother. Next year's, uh, oh, no. next year's Nationals, uh, PDP's coach is going to get coach of the year just for that gritty. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, how are you boys? Both in ISO, imagine that. Yeah, the podcast is just yeah, it's pretty it's average at the know. moment. Like we've got a national championships to talk about because if this was just a normal week, um, then oh, there'd be there'd be nothing to say. Joel's yeah, injured and me and Mac are isolating. We sound like we would. It'd be quicker, or quicker, and that'd be it. Yeah, like, the podcast is just it's going downhill. We've, no, we've like, got, who's doing quicker, or quicker? It can only go up from here. Oh, uh, I'll I'll check who's doing that. Um, but yeah, as Joel said, it can only go up from here. I'll be back into it soon. Mac will be out of ISO soon, and Joel will be cross-training soon. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> should I... Wait, I'll quickly say my way because of how exciting it was. And then uh, you can do yours, I guess. Yeah? yeah. Lovely. Um, so my week was jam-packed. Went to the gym once, hit the bench. About it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, Jay, yeah, that was pretty good. Big, didn't you have a big cardio workout on Sunday? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, not much exciting <laughs> happened. Oh, I got my peas. That's pretty exciting. So I drove to Melbourne, saw Isaac through his window. Plates. So uh, not peas, not peas. What? You didn't get peas. You got your pea plates. Yeah. I was just... Yeah, you Mate, you should insert pushing pea right here. That's what I was saying. I was saying. Oh, right. You get, yeah. You didn't get peas. You got your peas. Oh, yeah, right. Um, And that's about it. Uh, watched... Went out to national a few days. Watched some races. Met... That was actually... That's pretty funny. It's the first time we met Maka and, like, We've been doing this oh, for that long. I mean, we briefly saw each other last year at Nats. Yeah, but you like, didn't even say hi, yeah. dog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we won't say why you didn't say hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually met the GOAT squad, uh, PDP. Oh, you know, bunch, you know. Bunch of GOATs. We so, are elite. Yeah, they are. I was, I was actually telling my mom, like, if there was a squad like that in Sydney, it'd be elite. You guys have so many runners at our age, like, similar ages. Like, I reckon that's one of the reasons, like, you're doing so well, because you're all the same age, pretty much. And, like, I yeah. feel like there would never be a dull moment with your group, like, because no. just, like, yeah. And, like, I don't think in Sydney... That's, that's deep, Doc, Jones. You can, 
you can you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think in Sydney they don't have they don't have like a like a long distance middle distance running group of like fourteen to eighteen year olds. Like, I mean, we we do have, have people that, yeah. who are we do have I, people who are like opens and stuff, but like yeah, but like your main not many. Yeah. I mean, no, we're all like the main group, but like you're yeah. saying like. Joel, that's just because you know the people that are. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, exactly. It's just because we know yeah. we know the people. So, that, yeah. like in we, my squad, there'd be people you don't know that are older or younger. I know everyone in your like, squad. I the thing is, our squad's just like so big. We have like, uh, maybe over twenty-five people. I think. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a decent size. So. I thought you had more than that. We have like. Oh, maybe, maybe thirty. I don't know. We'd be pushing fifty. Oh, jeez. Pushing key, bro. Although a lot of them are from, like, they all go to, like, the school that my squad coach oh, also coaches at. Quick side note. This, you can leave this on the podcast. I'm playing uh, GeoGuessr for the first time. I've literally got <laughs> 11 points, like, five times in a row. I'm so bad at this game. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway carry on, boys. We should, you can make GeoGuessr maps. We should make a... A Jurgis map oh, with yes. running like places, so like oh. different like iconic parks. Track. Oh, track star! Hope you're listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they better listen. This is their podcast. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Isaac, want to talk about yeah. your exciting week? What you've been doing on the Xbox or whatever you have? PS4. PS4, man. Yeah, right. been isolating. So for the last, the last while. Oh, quick, just like just quick uh, for context. We did skip a week on the podcast because of nationals. Like, Maka had to, you know, be in the headspace and there wasn't, like, you know, we were kind of all over the shop that week anyway, so we didn't have a lot to, a lot of time or anything, so we just decided to skip that week. So we are covering a few weeks now. Um, well, sorry to the listeners that are dedicated. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm isolating at the moment, so I'm not doing anything. Um, I was jogging. And going to the gym, um, which was I, was I was in a good routine. I was happy with it. Um, it's time to put a new gym, and yeah, the jogging was going good. I was up to I think the longest jog. My last one was like a twenty-two and a half minute jog. So I'm just adding on two and a half minutes every time. So I'm not sure what I'll do now that I've had a week off. I'll probably drop just to twenty minutes and kind of build up again. Um, which is fine. It's only losing one run. But, yeah, I've done nothing so far because COVID kind of had me feeling dead for the first few days. But I've still got two days left in ISO, so I'll probably just do some basic stuff, some glute bridges, calf raises, stuff from home, and then be ready to get back into some jogging and gym over the weekend. Good stuff, Isaac. Good. Marco, tell us about your life in Sydney, mate. One thing I can tell you, I prefer Perth to Sydney. Sorry, (laughs) literally like your own country over there. (laughs) It is true, though. You had a a change in time zone, you know, that far away. You do realise the only reason Nationals is never held in Melbourne is because... If everyone came here for nationals, they'd never leave. Bang. That's so not true. You'd literally like kill 
The reason they don't put it in bloody Melbourne is because half the population of runners would get hit by tra- trams there everywhere, mate. You step out of the road. Boom. That has never happened to a single runner. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it has, but in recent times, I, I've I been don't in, know anyone. I'm been not going to explain the story. Let's just say I went, I was, uh, the, the bow wasn't sitting too good. And I was running to like the closest. Well, I had to go to get a see a doctor to get an X-ray in my stomach. Or oh, like when, a, when was this? Oh, this was twenty nineteen. And uh, yeah, uh, I was a bit constipated, and so I was running from a restaurant to find the closest doctor because I thought my appendix was going to pop. And so why uh, would you run? Wait, so you were at a restaurant. Here we go. So your man. appendix was gonna pop, and then you decided yeah. to run to a doctor. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't have a car. Why didn't uh, you call an Uber or get on a tram or bus? Like, mate, we did get. <laughs> if your appendix was gonna pop, it would definitely pop if she started running. Well, then no, you'd just be well, dead on the footpath, mate. We, we Google the closest doctor. It was like six hundred meters away, so we were running, and I was like throwing up everywhere on the streets, always Jeez, getting man. trams left, right, and center. That's just a you problem, honestly. And then we got, it was actually the day after uh, Swans versus the Bulldogs. Actually, the same match. I oh, know, Swans versus North Melbourne, actually. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway, that's really off topic. But, yeah, yeah. Did your appendix burst when you were five? Did your yeah. appendix burst when you were five? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's a story yeah. for another day. Oh. Do you have a scar? Do you have a scar? What? Do you have a scar? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm not going to show you. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, Naka, yeah, sorry, sorry. Talk about your week in the greatest state of all Australia. Ah, uh, that's wrong, but all right. I started from Monday, the day that I was flying out to Sydney, went for a jog at 6.57 in the morning. Around local oval, uh, 3Ks at 5.16s, very chill, rainy invincibles. And then so later that day, I flew out to Sydney, got into Sydney at maybe about, got into the hotel maybe about 8, I don't know, something like that. And then Tuesday, did a 10-minute jog and strides with, Bob, and that was very good. Uh, just four by 100 strides after that in like 16 seconds each. So, kind of just practicing race or what should have been my race pace. Um, yep. Then we go Wednesday, day, two, day of my 1500 meter heats, 2.84 kilometers at 516s. Then I did a 200 meter primer, I'm starting my watch late, so it doesn't say that, but it was in 32 seconds, or 33, something like that. And my race. Uh, yeah, that's, it's my worst race all season. Like, that was, like, that was, it was not fun. I don't know. How can you have COVID? What? You have to have COVID. No, I've tested negative multiple times. But like that race, it was just oh I don't know. We went out in I think sixty one through four hundred. 
And then, I don't know, I just mentally, I was very stressed. So, yeah, it wasn't a good race I ran. <laughs> I, I'm not going to hide my time because I don't want to, I want to be open about it. Because, you know, it's part of being on this podcast, we have to share the trash times, you know. Run a bloody 4.29. <laughs> 22 Mate. seconds slower than my PB. Half a soul of us, we all have the shock and runs every now and then. Mate, you know my zone 3k time, that was, that's more shocking than what you ran. Mate, look, look at, last year I did the same as you in the heats at Nationals, I was expecting to make the final, and then yeah, came is seventh in my heat. When I ran my PB back in November, 4.07, legit, I w- was not cooked at all. And yeah. then, like, oh. If I, I was, yeah, if I was in that same, like, mindset and I think because I was thinking I was more rela- relaxed when I ran that race, nationals, you just, I just work myself. Like, yeah. Sh- I just stress myself a lot about, so that wasn't I think, that great. I think maybe the trick is for you boys next year because you'll do the 1500. Uh, yeah. I think you should run, you're not Ollie Hall, so run the race like it's your final and just, like, put yeah. yourself in positions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than I'm, I'm looking forward to next year because it's going to be in Perth, and you guys have to face all the adjustments in time zones. Oh. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, you have to go across the country. Yeah, so look, I had only had two sleeps of adjusting, and like I'm yeah. like I just I'm gone back from Perth. It's my second like full day back in Perth, and I'm still like adjusting to the time zones. Like I started feeling hella tired at like eight thirty last night. Like, yeah. You know, it's like it takes a while to adjust. Anyway, uh, then just did a 2K cool down, 5.30s. Uh, Thursday, 4Ks at 5.25. Oh, yeah, I had a day off, sorry, so that, that wasn't Thursday. Had a day off on Thursday, and then Friday did a 4K jog at 5.25s. Very relaxed. And then. Saturday, day before the race, I did a 3K jog at 5.14s. And then Sunday, day of the race, 3Ks. I did my warm-up for – I was doing a 3K race uh, at 5.03s, just around the warm-up track. Are you warm up by yourself? Uh, no, I warmed up with Tom Millard. Oh, yeah. And then oh, my cool-down hasn't uploaded Strava. Yeah, yeah, anyway, my yeah. race, my race I did, it wasn't that great. I went, I tried to avoid going out at the quick pace. Or I wanted to, my coach said to, before the race, just try and like for the first like bit of the race, just hold on to your PB pace. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just stick to like three minutes. Okay. Like first one, because I was like, no, that's my, that was my PB, nine minutes flat. So okay. Yeah. Went through to first K 259, felt good, felt good. And then I think the front pack went through in like 250, so I was like, okay, I've made the right decision here. Do you want to go out too quick? And then what happened next? I don't know, I kind of just a little gap grew, and then between myself and the other guys, and then I tried to regain it, but it was like kind of quite hard. I just meant, I don't know, wasn't feeling, felt pretty flat. Yeah, wind wasn't great either, but I can't blame the wind. That was just a trash run. But move on, 9.29. So right. another hot one. All right, back off. 
And yeah, we're two slowest times of the season at nationals. But we move on. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. We don't run these nationals. Still exactly. have yonks to go. Wait, exactly. you look out. Look out, but look how much you improved this season. That's what, uh, that, that's what you should take away. What do I improve? All right, let's do a season recap here. You improved your PBs, mate. By six seconds in the three k. Woohoo! That's a big. No, you got like your 800 and your 1500. True. Oh, 1500 was like five seconds, but I reckon I could have run quicker, but I didn't have That's to. That's a so good, like, that's, that's a lot for 1500 in a season. Yeah. yeah. And 800 anyway, got Yeah. So I'm, I'm not happy with how these nationals went, but like, I'm now like, uh, like after. Obviously, I was kind of disappointed after the race, but also I was just like a couple of hours after the race when it, I was driving. I think we were going to the airport or something, and it just hit me. Like, I just felt like more determined than ever now. Like, I so want to get in a big winter and then just shock everyone next track season. Like, yeah, you do, mate. I just, I know, I'm going to do everything I can to have a massive season next season. Right, I reckon this podcast, probably, I'd say, Macca carrying us, hands down, track season of any podcast has any, ever had. Even, like, kids who don't even have a running podcast, they probably did better at their school athletics carnival than what... Like, yeah, at least they I did mean, a school athletics carnival, mate. I yeah, like... I mean... Yeah. Mackie did carry us pretty much his whole. But thing. we we just weighed him down. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. I snagged my first state medal, but that was about it. And then so probably hands. Next season though, it's going to be huge, right? Think yeah, about it. it can only be. You got with. a state medal with a broken leg. Stress fracture, yeah. Mackie had to just like stay in his state all season and race the same kids. Now that he's, you know, going to the borders will be open next year. He can you know, get some. Get some real competition. You won't have the stress sure. of not knowing whether there's going to be a Nationals at the end of the year. Yeah. And he's going to have a huge winter base under him. Hopefully he doesn't end up in... Yeah, also, last, last, last season, Mike. Cross country. And then I'll be back as well. So the podcast, it's, it's only up from here. My last, my last winter season, I missed bloody... How, like, like a month or something because of broken arm. Yeah. So. <laughs> um... And also, I think next year, you should treat Nationals just like a normal race that you do at Mugler Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the WA Athletic Stadium. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, it's going to be so good next year because, like, I'm not travelling. Like, when like travelling, honestly, for races, especially long distances, takes so much. Like, I don't know, it's just... Literally, literally just treat it like a park run. Except like, oh, no, it. not a park run. Uh, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta respect it, like respect yeah. it. As yeah. Big. But you just like, like, gotta remember that at the end of the day, it's just a different track. It's just a different exactly. title to the name. It's still like, the same. You're still doing the one same. One thing, thing I've realised. Yeah. You might get on the top five hundred fastest park runs. Running, running is so mental. Like. Yeah. Like if you're not like I wasn't mentally on my game of nationals, and that you that cost me. Like I was, I was shocking. Like if I had mentally been in the right headspace, 
I reckon I would have ran quite a bit quicker. But, you know, obviously I can't make excuses or anything, but, like, just saying, like, for anyone, if you're, like, if you put yourself behind others, you're obviously not going to beat them. And that's, yeah. yeah. Like, you as need that, to that fight. As Coach Sean Brosnan says, don't set limits, Macker. Don't set limits. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm... I'm just very that better not be your season. quote of the week, Joel, because that was just that was pretty average. That's not the quote of the week. Don't worry, I got to go to the week. Yeah, I'm just hyped for winter now and getting some good training under my belt. Is that love that? Love to hear that, Maka. Yep. All right, we're going to get into the results from the national championships now. We're just going, oh, to talk yeah. about, we're going to talk about some of the results that stood out to us, um, so some people we know and some fan favourites. So the start of the championships included the under-20 events, which saw Peyton Craig take the win in the under-20, 1,500 metres and 3,000 metres, um, sadly beating friend of the show, my man Tom Diamond and Doug Buckridge. Um, hopefully Tom's done enough this season to book his spot to the world champs and you never know if Tom Palfrey doesn't run a 1500 and Cantlin chooses to run the 1500, then hopefully Doug gets into the 3K. You, you never know, it could happen. Um, that's, that's it's very unrealistic though. Um, <laughs> in the steeple and the 5K, Archie Noakes took the win in both events, Quite comfortably, I think he was sixth in the 3K. Um, so it's a huge, huge end to a huge season for him. He'll be happy to go to Cali for Worlds. Um, Logan Janeski had a huge run in the 5K to finish second as well. And then Pat Cantlin was second in both the 1500 and the 3K. So yeah, and he was, Cameron Myers. And yes, Cam, Cam Myers and Ethan White Smith went third and fourth. So. That was a huge run from both of them. Also, and Cam ran that while he had COVID, so huge run. Yeah. Jakob Ingebrigtsen type stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Very uh, socially Jack responsible from Cam. Keep it up, mate. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next <laughs> week on the on the podcast. Um, yeah, we will be chatting with Cam and Ethan at some point whenever Macker and Joel manage to round them up because they've been... Hyping yeah. it up for all in our group chat time. Mate, it's not my fault. Ethan's out partying. When Ethan isn't partying, we can get him on. And Cameron's probably going to a 9 o'clock bedtime. With his time <laughs> too. Joel, so. uh, uh, you want to take us through the women's under-20 results? Yeah, I do. Uh, Laura Roderick took the doubles. Actually, a triple New South Wales win. Just proving New South Wales is the alpha state. Um, in the under-20 women's 3K... Uh, a big fan of the show, apparently. Uh, big old Bunno took the fat W, booking us back to uh, Cali. So, good on her. Uh, in the 1500, the young gun, Claudia Hollingsworth, took the dub as well, uh, booking her spot to Cali. So, a lot of Cali plane tickets. Uh, She's sponsored by On now, isn't she? Well, she had On crop top on, so... They uh, sponsored Taylor Bullet, so I wouldn't put it past them to sponsor her sponsor as well. Bullet? Yeah, mate. Yeah, he's sponsored now. Huge. We go. Um, I stay Solomon was sponsored by at one stage, by them. 
but yeah, so that's some good under twenty results in the opens. Let's just dig right in. We'll just go. I reckon we, you reckon we start at the eight hundred and work up with five K or five K down to eight hundred. Start at the eight hundred. All right. Uh, I'll take the women's eight hundred. Uh, Kat Bissett, the uh, Olympic semi-finalist. Uh, she's been on the indoor circuit recently. She uh, obviously the Australian record holder, so um, the favorite going in, and she came out on top as as uh, as we expected. The young gun though, backing up from the under twenty fifteen hundred, Coolie Hollingsworth, as we just mentioned on the pod, uh, second to the Australian record holder with a crazy last hundred. Uh, Is that what she got hope? last year as well? I don't think she got a second last. I don't think she did opens last year. Uh, yeah, did she? Claudia, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she medaled. She medaled. I think she was second in that as well. What? Yeah, who got bronze again this year, sorry? Um, Kerslop Cole, I think. Who? Tess Kerslop Cole. Oh, yeah. So, some good running in that race. Uh, in the 1500 women, this was a cracker of a race. Isaac. Oh, got a... wow. Yeah, so, um, Lyndon Hall went to the front. And as soon as she did that move, I think you could tell there was going to be an upset because it's very rare that you see someone go to the front early, even when they are the favourite. Hold on for the win. So she went to the front and, um, yeah, just a lap to go. Abby Caldwell, George Griffith um, made their way around her and kicked away. She just didn't have it. Um Nat Rule was also up there as well. Did, I think she ended up getting the bronze medal, um, but was all Abby Caldwell in the last 150 metres, just too strong. Georgia Griffith uh, probably left her move a bit too late, just couldn't um, couldn't reel in Abby. And, yeah, Abby after another huge season and after getting so close last year and just missing out on the um, Olympic, missing out on the Olympics, uh, she redeemed herself this year and proved that she is the best in the country by winning the national championship. So huge run from Abby. Um, good win for her coach, Gavin Byron. Um, he would have been stoked with that. So women's 5K. Maka, do you want to talk about that? Uh, yep, I can talk about that. In the women's 5K, Jess Hull uh, took out. Um, I'm get results in. Yeah, mate, this is... Uh... This was what you, this is like a different level type running. Jess Hull sat in pack, I think she was second, third the whole time. Izzy did a lot of the front run thing, trying to make it a high race from the gun. But Jess Hull, I think it was with 600 to go. Oh, she really made her move for like 400 to go, I think. Oh, she, you, she yeah. put yeah, herself, yeah. put a gap in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, Awesome stuff from Jess to take out the win in probably one of the stack women's 5k uh, Australia oh, State yeah. as well. Second yeah, definitely. was the Zatapak champion, uh, Rose Davies, uh, running a world junior. Oh, yeah, these, I think the first four girls ran the world champs qualifier. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, first, three. No, first three. First three. Yeah, that just missed it. And, and then in, in the outdoor as well, Bro- missed it. Yeah. 
In bronze. Uh, Robbie, who, who got bronze again? Uh, Kelly Thackeray got Kelly Thackeray. But uh, she's from Britain. She's from Britain, so she um, shared the podium spot with Nat Rule, who ran 15.10.24, yeah. just beating Izzy Bat Doyle, who ran 15.10.97. So that is yeah. five people running 15.10 quicker. That is huge. That's very just shows Very the depth of quick. distance running in Australia at the moment. In the women's steeple chase, Amy Cashin took the win in a time of 9.37.92, just beating Brielle Urbacca in second, who ran 9.38.56, and Carafine Ryan, who came, oh, who came third in 9.40.66. So, yeah, it's a close race. I tipped Carafine Ryan for the win in my squad's tipping competition. That didn't work out well, but it was a very close race. So, yeah. um, so we get into the men's results now? Yeah, so in the men's 800 metres, they went out pretty slow in a stacked field. They went out 55. in 55 seconds for the first lap. Um, the likes of all three Olympians from last year, Bol, Risley, Hunter. And then there was also Drive Parrot, Brad Mathis, um, Last year's silver medalist, um, Jared McAuliffe. Um, yeah, missing a few, but it was a, it was a stacked field. Um, and yeah, I think I was surprised that they went out slow. I thought that with a field like that, they'd you know wouldn't have any mucking around. They would go out and try and run something quick. But I guess since you know we last year we saw a lot of people chasing times at the championships, whereas this year, um, especially in the men's races, they weren't as quick. On the more tactical, just typical championship races. And yeah, over that last lap after going out slow, Bowl was able to wind it up and come home for a win for his third year in a row, third nationals in a row. Um, just too strong for the field. Um, silver medal went to Charlie Hunter, who just didn't have the speed to catch up to Bowl in that last 100 metres. It was a good race. Um, probably was expecting it to be quicker and a bit more. I don't know. I thought it was going to be fast. I think it, when it was a slow time, it kind of let down the hype a bit. But you know, whenever Pete's in the race, it's always an interesting one um, and exciting. Especially when he celebrates well before the finish line. It's always good to see. Yeah, he's just a class above. Like, he, never, yeah. he just never looked in doubt. Like He just kicked away so effortlessly. He's too smooth. He is. He's too smooth. Um, and like I was, soon as, it, soon as it was slow, you knew it was his race because if it was quick, at least Risley and um, Hunter had run times close to what he'd, he's yeah. done. So you and Mathis, like, you, so you got to, you know. And Hunter. Yeah, I said Hunter. Um, and so Isaac. What? He is from, he Isaac. He is from WA, which is the second best state in Australia. Um, it's so of course he's, he's, he's not, course. but. Of course, of course he was going to win. Chelsea's to the listeners now. But, um, yeah, when it's slow, like, he put – we saw on his Instagram, if you follow him and his coach, Justin Renardi, he'd done a session where he, like, had done, like, a 400 and, like, 47 seconds at training and, like, some 23-second 200. So, like, I don't think anyone else in that field is going to be able to do that kind of stuff. So, it was always going to be his race once it was slow. Um, In the 1,500 metres – Fan favourite 
from the best podcast, according to Joel, Coffee Club. Ollie Hoare, too strong. He closed his last 800 metres faster than Peter Ball's 800 metres to win the national champ. So technically, Ollie Hoare should be a national champion for 2022. Um, Dude, I reckon I'm surprised uh, heaps of good runners haven't posted about that. Uh, But yeah, Ollie Hoare just too quick in that last 800 metres. Everyone, though, in that race closed fast. Like, he didn't he didn't really break four the field. Four race court, uh, closed last 851. That's big mix, Yes. Yeah. For OTC. Um, Matt Hussey, I think, closed in 151 as well, and his PB is 149. So, it's fast running. Like, Ollie Hall closing in 148. You got to wonder. He could run, like, 146, 145. I reckon like, he go 144. Really? Yes. That's... It's, that's Bro, a big step up. He ran. He he. If he, he ran, ran 148 off off already 900 or something meters. It's 900 meters or 700 meters. 700. 700, 700 meters. Ah, uh, sorry. If he ran se- 148 off 700 meters of already quick running, you could if you fresh tapered for a and that was a final after a heat. You could easily run a 140. I could run a 144 for a tapered final leg. That's rapid. 144. Bro, that's light work for him. Like, he's still pretty rapid. hard, though. the, like, other countries, like, like, 144 will just get you the Olympic final. Let's go, Ollie Hall. Good question to ask. Could we see Ollie Hall meddling at um, uh, major champs, or oh, world champs this year? Yes. Could we see? Yes, yes. But with that, with that closing... Like strength. Like yeah, the thing is though, like a lot of Aussies do this stuff at champs here. It's just they need to have the confidence to be able to go over and do it overseas. Like Charlie Hunter, look how look at his run at the World Champs. Obviously, it was an elite field, or compared to the national champs. But like, look how you know different he raced in the two different scenarios. Just like confidence-wise, you know, I don't know what. Like, Aussies just need to flip the switch and just race and how they do got... over here when they go overseas. Yeah. But anyways, I'm looking at a photo of Matt Ramsey right now, cycling. so I feel like that's Matt a good Ramadan. segue into the 5K. Maka, you want to talk us through that one? Yes, I can talk about the 5K. So, it's 5K won by another West Australian. Um, Matt Ramson in in a, minute, in a minute, Will's gonna have the confidence to bloody drop an Olympic final. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you look out for the men's distance titles, we won two out of four, four of them. So yes, but where did but Matt Ramson do a lot of his, um, you know, training that changed him to become the runner he is today? Isaac, Isaac, you could down just say here. Where's Part of Melbourne Track Club. Wait, wait. Peter actually, Ball, where does he actually, live and train currently while training wait. for the Olympics and all these big events? Look at, Matt Rames in bio. Look, at, look at Matt Ramsden's bio. Western Australian, full stop. Melbourne Track Club, full stop. So he has Western Australian first. Melbourne Track... So Western Australian is who he is as a person, but as a runner. Yes. And he, all his running abilities are thanks to Melbourne. 
Sure, bud. Sure. Mac is just cutting in and out. Uh, I'll clutch up for Mac if you want. Just another reminder. WA takes up. Well, we've only got a population of 2 million out of the 25 million in all of Australia, but we won That's half the of the men's uh, distance medals. Got a bigger surface area, mate, so you have more room to train. And you got more sand dunes than other, any other all, state. All of it's desert. Yeah, one way you to find out which is the better state. You're fueled by cactus. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Okay, no one wants to know what Isaac's Googling right now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Perth is a very dominant state behind New South Wales. Uh, Did you say Perth is a very dominant state? Oh, I mean, WA is very dominant state. <laughs> Rambo took number one. Smack and Tea, Nova Alum, uh, al- alumni, took uh, the silver. And uh, Arkansas alumni, uh, oh my god, this had the biggest. Jack Bruce took the bronze. So, uh, Good running from there, those boys. Yeah, I'd just like Again. to give some honourable shout-outs to Tom Millard for his second in the 18-men steeplechase. Bob Abdelrahim for second place in the 800 metres and fourth in the 1500 metres for under-17s. And Declan Summers, big up the man, first in the under-17-men steeplechase. All from PDP. And Jacob Sato, fifth in the 4x4 WA relay team. Oh, and James Chantry, also fifth in the steeplechase. Uh, some honourable mentions there. Uh, yeah, honourable. PDP on top. Uh, yeah. Let's get into quicker, shall we? Oh, I'm doing oh, it, on last, last bit of res- news uh, results. Ed Goddard finishes... Fourth at the Manchester Marathon in 2.13.04, I think. Uh, blew up the last like, K in a bit, but that was phenomenal running. He was so good. And for his second marathon uh, ever, it's only up from here. He's, he's going places. So that's the results of this week. Alright guys, time for the people's favourite segment of the week. Quick or quicker this week, Mac is going to be asking the questions. I'll get a quick uh, read of the standings. I'm winning on seven points, Joel is on three and Mac is on one. So. Oh, oh, you man. I asked him get... last week. Yeah, I can just, I can really pull away here. Oh, Isaac, shut up, mate. You're not pulling away from nothing. The only thing you're pulling away is... Mate, you choked against me last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you boys ready for quicker, quicker? All right, hands on your heads, everyone. Hands are on the heads. This is question number one. These questions, you know, they're going to be a bit different than usual. Some may shock you with how either easy or difficult they may be. All right. Yeah. Here we hear I want to hear it. To the nearest meter, oh. how far is the marathon? 
42.195 kilometers. Correct. Thank you. To me. Isaac. What? Yeah. I literally said that before you. You'd stop. You said 42 point. Yeah. I said 42.195 kilometers. No, that was no, me. No, I didn't. I swear. I swear. That was me. That was me. I've got no, better glasses on. I'm not accepting that. I swear I said it. No, you just said 42 point. No, yeah, I did You just said 42.1. I, I swear on my life, I did not. I literally said that before. Oh. I was like, what the heck? Why is no one saying anything? And then he goes, that's the Isaac. I go, what? <laughs> it's your fault if the internet's struggling. Cut it out. No, okay. New question. That's dog. That's... Uh, Replace that question, Maka. That's Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Question. Like, uh, that's like asking a prep what one plus one is, mate. <laughs> I don't know, but I was testing you, so you could say it first. Okay, we're not that dumb. No, I was testing your speed here. Oh, yeah. Right, question number two, but technically one. What is Peter Bowles 100-meter PB? Ooh, I was looking at this the other day. It's um, 11.7. 11.6. Gil takes that. Thank you. I I was on his profile the other day for a question. Right. Oh, that's a 3 KPB. Question number two, technically. Uh, what is the women's Sydney Marathon course record? 233. No, no, joking, joking. I don't even two, know if it's a good course or not in Sydney. 235.20. For reference, what's like the men's time? Oh, no. All right. Two, oh. two twenty four seventeen. <laughs> two. Tw- I was going to say two twenty six, but then I was higher. Well, I was like, you get the point. Two twenty four thirty three. Oh, I was sixteen seconds off. Yeah. Jeez, that's a good All effort. Right. Who did that? Question. Uh, it was Stella Barroso. Imagine not knowing the oh, record from your own city's right. marathon oh, job. That was, my second, that was my second guess. Shocking. All right. All right. Another question? Next question? Yeah. What yeah. is the age of the oldest person to complete a marathon? 101. 87. Oh, Joel gets the point. 100. What? <laughs> Let's go. Um, the person who did this only started like running marathons when they were 89. Well, they're a psycho, aren't they? Uh, all right. That'll be the next last question. That'll be Nick Willis. Uh, Don't yeah. worry. He'll break that record. So what's the score? It's two. Joel's two oh. on one. Two on. Yeah, two on to Joel. All right, next question. When was the first Olympic race, including the ancient Olympics, held? Greece. When? <laughs> Greece. Jeez. <laughs> um, um, including yeah. ancient. Seven, 1785. Yeah, so ancient Olympics. Oh, it's before 1785. 84. I'm going to go with like. But <laughs> like. 200. Bro, they wouldn't know. 200 BC. Ice, I guess the point. Yeah. 
736 what? BC. Yeah, bro, it's ancient Greece, Joel. Do you reckon it's 1750? Bro, they wouldn't... Mate, they weren't, they weren't in caves back then, Joel. The ancient bro. Olympics, mate. Bro, that, that, if it was that, that's... What? Bro, they wouldn't know... What? They wouldn't know how to shape a javelin. No, he asked what. How, when was the first event, the first race at an Olympics? Oh, the naked 60-metre dash. Yeah, that's what he said. He said including the, first the ancient... Right, I run quicker to the toilet than they did back then. Mate, mate, <laughs> mate this some, is the first... Back then, they were source, quick. I mean, it could be a dodgy source because it's flow track, but had to get, <laughs> a, get information quick. They say the first Olympic race was in Greece in 70, 776 BC. Who told track them? Was six... <laughs> Who told them? It's probably records, mate. Your the boss. track was 600 feet long, vastly different from today's standard track of 400 Mate, like, You know, back then, Joel, some guy ran, like, three marathon or, like, ran, like, 300 k's in a day or something, or, like, right. straight. Not a day, not a day, sorry. He ran it straight. Light work. That's light like, work. They, they, back then, they were insane runners. Right. They did, could did, jog did your efforts. Did he get a bronze at state with a stress fracture in his femur? Didn't think so. Because he didn't have an MRI to get I a mean, scan. Jo- Joel, the guy one ran one of them, until he died. One of them he died literally collapsed. From, yeah. Really? From running from Marathon to Athens. Yeah. What was his name? Philippides. No, yeah, you from... not know the story. No, I know the story. I just don't know the de- the names, mate. <laughs> he died. Sorry. That's how hard he ran, Joel. So he did yeah. a macker. He did he, a macker. What did like okay, as soon okay. he yelled out according to the the great legend of the marathon, Philippides. He yelled victory as he arrived in Athens before the lords or whatever, and then died in front of them. Yeah. Imagine like bad. back like nowadays, news readers just like well, like journalists and stuff. They just go to sports games or news sites in cars and helicopters and report. Back then, old man had to run there, run to deliver. Mate, they don't even need to do that. They just all right, go go for a short. You know, they they just read something and then put it on Twitter, but swap one word around, and then yeah. bam, you're a genius. Anyways, back to quicker, quicker. Two two. All right. Two points for okay. both of us. Yeah. All right. Fifth question: Which runner won the Pierre de Coubertin medal for their efforts at the 1952 Olympics? They're very okay, famous runner. Wait, what? Mate, what was no, no, bit? you. you Won the Pierre de Coubertin medal for their efforts at the 1952 Olympics. Albie Thomas. Albie Thomas. They were a European runner, Eastern European. Oh. Very oh, famous. There's a competition Perk. named after him. Is that Emil Zadipak? Zadipak. Point goes to Isaac. No, oh, Isaac, you, you have to go for the bonus point because you got nothing to lose. True. I don't have anything to lose. I'm on. I'm four points ahead. I'll go for the bonus question. All right. Oh, thanks for sharing what? the questions with us, Maka. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna have to find the new one, mate. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything, honestly. Joe wouldn't have realised. He's a bit, <laughs> yeah, clueless, a bit clueless today. I'm my toenails. I didn't realise. <laughs> he wouldn't have realised at all. Um. Hmm. 
That last is a bit vague, by the way. No, it's it's not vague at all. It's who won the Pierre de Coubertin medal. Oh, okay, I, know that. I know that like it was yesterday. Mate. Right, I was... I was, I was thinking of that a bit, but I didn't, like, know when he was alive. Well, like, I didn't know, like, what... Like, I didn't know if he was running I mean, or not. I probably should have mentioned that they won, like, three events or something. But... Yeah, he probably should have. We'll do better next time, mate. Anyways, bonus uh, question. Just hand me the points already, honestly. Bro, literally let me just have this, Isaac. Hey, Isaac. You you got to let me have an answer first. No, that's not how it works. What if it, yeah, what if it's a speed it's one? Like, what if it's not a time question? What if it's a... Oh, yeah. I guess it's first. Yes, I was saying, like, let me have a guess first, and then yes. No. Last question. It's a bit of an out there question, but. Oh, can't go. get out there than that. All right. <laughs> the bonus question for this week. Who was runner up in the Pierre de Cooper? Medal? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, who was the seventh person to step foot on the moon and run one meter? <laughs> right. So, Marnie, if Isaac wins this, he gets two points for the total of the season. Joel will get one if he steals the bonus question. Alright. Yeah, he will. The how long does it normally take? Um how like how long how much effort oh, What is this how question? Much, <laughs> how long do you typically have to run in order to achieve the runner's high of effortful running? Three months. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Thirty minutes. Oh yeah, I take ten for points. Eh? <laughs> <Three> <laughs> it's, it's thirty. Forty minutes. <laughs> I just got three months. <laughs> Bro, I hate your questions. I always lose when it. If you're on like, oh, to reach like a steady state or like. You know, something like that, oxygen deficit. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this in pee. And then you just, like, run as high. Like, yeah, I think you're going to say something intelligent. <laughs> yeah, mate, Joel, I thought you were going to say something intelligent. And then you're down to three months. Right, I think you're, like, competitively running how long it takes to appreciate a run as high. No, run as high is just when you reach. Right, if my state, friend, like a random you... friend from school, went for a 30 to 40 minute jog, he would feel no run as high. Yeah, I can back him <laughs> off on that one. Exactly. So not, like in PE, we're doing like um, energy systems and stuff, and Same. acute responses. And when when we talk, and the teacher's like, "Oh, so after you know, twenty minutes, you go into steady state, and all oh, that's when you know it becomes easy all of a sudden." And all the kids just look around like it does not get easy after twenty minutes of running. And even me, I'm sitting there. I'm like, if I go out and do a threshold. All of a sudden, it, it just doesn't get easy when you get to steady state. It just gets manageable. There's no such thing as easy. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, I think takes the win. The yeah. Another is, another quote of the week that hopefully motivates Joel to perform this, better. In quicker, quicker. This, is, this is actually a good quote by Rob DeCostella himself. In a marathon, if you feel bad at 10 miles, you're in trouble. If you feel bad at 20 miles, you're normal. If you don't feel bad at 26 miles, you're abnormal. 
So that's Joel's quote of the week. Hope you guys are inspired. You guys inspired or what? I sure know I am. Not particularly. Oh, fine. I'll I'll get a better quote. Come on, ready? I'm just going to throw one out there. I... Hold on, that's a bit... Hey, on. I go running when I have to, like when the ice cream truck is doing 60. You like that one? Well, those are something like... Those are the types of jokes, running jokes and stuff that, according to that interview on that podcast, um, heaps good runners hates... It's like all the wine and stuff. Yeah, true. Like, oh, run a marathon? Now I get to drink a lot of wine. Whoa. <laughs> Are you heaps good runners, Are you good runners, back up? Alright, we'll end it there. We'll end it there. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Six and Birds Road Podcast. It will catch you next week. What? Say so. Hey. Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain.